At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Welcome everyone to another episode of Growing Up Kelly. I am your host, Scott, because, I mean, who else is going to host if I'm going to be asking Matt and Brian, the Kelly bros, about about their embarrassing childhood. So, in honor of the greatest season of the year, Halloween, Halloween. I am going to ask the two boys that you love the most about... Oh, not me. I don't love you guys. But the uh, the listeners do, or else they wouldn't come back for more punishment every week. Oh, wait, I do too. Anyway, so, guys, we need to talk about your Halloween costumes. Give me... Uh, what I want is for you to start out with your best Halloween, childhood Halloween costume experience. But get ready, because we're going to do the inverse after that. So... I want, well, I heard somebody inhale. I feel like, Matt, your story is going to be less embarrassing than Brian's. Because Brian is a sad sap. And all of his (laughs) stories are so sad. So, Matt, 
what was your best Halloween costume slash Halloween costume experience growing up so, as a Kelly? So we got to start off, and and Brian can probably back this up pretty easily, but um, the Kelly family does Halloween pretty fucking hard. <laughs> like, I, it doesn't extend that much into like the the cousins and the uncles and aunts, but like the the primary like father mother brian me and two sisters like we are all about the halloween every year so ever since i was a kid my parents would like kind of give us free reign to like design and craft our costumes like as young as we were able to to come up with something so my favorite costume from my childhood was we would walk around the halloween i think at the time it was halloween adventure now it's all spirit halloween we walk around the Halloween adventure behind our house and I would just find the creepiest masks that I could. And I remember there was this one that I bought and it was this blue monster face that was just screaming and it only had like one or two teeth and it was all like slashed up and scarred. And I'm talking like I was in maybe second grade and we buy this mask and my mom's like, all right, so we got the mask. Like, what is the rest of the costume? And I was like, I want to be a monster that was chained up in a dungeon and escaped. <laughs> so we like got a bunch of clothes and we tore them all up and it was all tattered and ripped. And then my mom found like chains and she didn't find like fake plastic chains. She found like legit ass heavy metal chains and just wrapped me up in these chains. And we put shackles on my hands and I just walked around like the school dance dressed like that and came in third place in the costume contest. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty cool costume. Pretty cool. The kid who beat me was this fat kid who made a robot costume, and it was, you know what? Pretty cool, too, actually, because he made it himself. Well, what, what does it matter that he was a fat kid, Matt? What are you trying to say, fat he shamer? A, he was just a very portly robot. <laughs> so what could have been my favorite costume, but then, because I, I have to encompass it for how the whole day pans out. And what could have been... <laughs> My favorite costume was in preschool when I had this Frankenstein costume, but like you, the eyes were screened. So you actually couldn't see where the eye holes were, but they're at the top of the head. So the head hung like really low on my tiny body. But my mom was on our way to take me to preschool, which is like literally a stone's throw from our house. And she goes, oh, I got to run inside real quick. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I got my I got my my baby sister in the backseat. And I go, what is the holdup? You know what? Fuck this. Driving's not hard. Let me go. So I climbed in the front seat. I said, OK, um, oh what's God. the first thing they do? All right. I think I I think I just got to grab this little thing and pull it back. So I pulled it back. Reverse. Bam. Smacked right into my neighbor's car. Just boom. <laughs> And boy, oh boy, I was in a lot of trouble. But like, like Matt said, the Kellys do Halloween hard, so like, they're not gonna not let me go trick or treating. So I still got to go trick or treating, which is pretty cool. Thank you, Donna. Um, <laughs> but probably my favorite one was this uh, skull. It pretty much was a Grim Reaper, and it was a skull. And like, like I said, we we were always like we took Halloween very seriously. So so masks that kind of got played out down the line, like. I was in like the generation of like when masks were doing more things than just being masks. And I was one of the only people I ever saw with this mask, but it was just a skull, but I, I was holding a heart. And when I squeezed the heart, blood would run down its face. And I thought it was so cool. 
And that was my favorite Halloween costume. All right, then. Well, so we've gotten past the good stuff. Now is the time for the really embarrassing stories. What was your worst Halloween experience? But please try and make it funny. I don't want any murders. I don't want any um, sexual assaults, you know, stuff like that. So, Matt. Um, so, so there was this one. It was the last Halloween when I had a girlfriend. Um, so we're we're going back about 12 years now. And she was uh, this short little Asian girl. And we decided that we would do a couple costume and we were going to be Lilo and Stitch. But the joke was going to be that she would be dressed as Stitch, the alien, and I would be dressed as Lilo, the little girl. Uh, and I went out and bought like the hula skirt, like and the uh, coconut bra and all that good jazz. And then she dumped me a week before the party that we were supposed to go to. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to a party. <laughs> In a fucking hula skirt and coconut bra with no stitch. Like, that's ridiculous. So I kind of had to think on my feet. And I'm still going to, like, pat myself on the back because the costume went over well. And it was a good icebreaker. But, like, just super disappointed because usually I'm known. Like, I've, I've really done some good costumes. And this was, like, literally thrown together about an hour before the party is I went to Walmart. And I bought this 6XL shirt, like this massive white shirt. And then I punched holes in it and got some string and some markers. And I tied the markers so they were all dangling from the shirt. And then I let people draw on me because I was a work in progress. Ah, that's not bad. Oh, here. So, Matt, I've heard this story before, and I hate to tell you, but you have to give me a childhood story. Oh, no, no, can't do it. I can't do it for mine. Yeah, we can't do it. You don't understand, Scott. There was no embarrassing Halloween costume for us. I will say... I'm not saying Halloween costume. I'm saying Halloween experience, bro. No. Oh, then I've got one. I've got one. I'm breaking the rule. I'm sorry, because I only have one. But it'll be worth it, Scott. I promise you'll enjoy it. You better embellish the hell out of that story, Brian Kelly. So this one is like kind of more of a um, Matt Kelly is not a badass kind of story. Uh, So I was probably like six or seven and I was a werewolf because, you know, werewolves are cool. And it was a really like, again, my mom and dad always were great with like building these homemade costumes. So they took an old like Mountaineers shirt. Um, and they just cut it up and then my mom bought a bunch of fake fur and like glued it into random spots of the shirt and like ripped it, like put like a fake chest in there and put like a hairy chest in the middle of it. And then she got like old work gloves and covered them. She bought like fake fingers, like sharp claw fingers, like witch fingers. And she put them on the glove and then glued a bunch of the fake fur all over the glove. So it looked like this big, like werewolf claw. And then we got like a really good werewolf mask. And I was loving that I was this little werewolf. Like I was so excited. And we were hanging out at my grandmom's house after a a good chunk of trick or treating. And I was like so excited to scare people at the front door with my sweet ass costume. But it was always like people who are older than me. So just like, oh, whatever. Like they played fun. Like, oh, what a scary werewolf. So then there's a knock at the door. 
and I throw open this door and I go, Rah! like real scary. And it's like a three-year-old girl dressed as a bumblebee and she gasps <laughs> and drops her bag of candy and goes, I'm just a bumblebee. Please don't hurt me. I'm just a bumblebee. Oh God. <laughs> and, and I felt so bad. I like took off the mask. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just a little boy. I'm not trying to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> and 25 years later, you're still sad and embarrassed. I love it. Now that is the kind of growing up Kelly story I want to hear. <laughs> I don't have many as a kid because I was pretty cool as a kid. That's also <laughs> not true. That's not true. But I didn't have social cues. So I didn't know when I wasn't liked. And as an adult, I started to realize, wow, people don't really like me. And um, so there was this there was this girl, right? This girl, Elena. And I had the biggest crush on Elena throughout high school. You know, I knew her through a mutual friend and she was always in a relationship and I just had this huge crush on her. And then her relationship ended and we would talk a little bit, nothing too serious, maybe a little MySpace, Facebook. Hey, what's up? You know, post some stuff on her wall. And she was like, there's a try to like Mac it up in her uh instant DMs. inner dms because <laughs> i'm pretty sure that if you go back to the bugged episode <laughs> if we're speaking candidly and honestly and not doing it bit i always was the guy that was like always made sure i set myself up was like i'm just being a pal you know unless you know you're not being a pal and we could maybe you it runs in the Kelly jeans. Brian's just a little bit more successful with that move than I am. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how because like his mustache is awful. Well, he, that's not. a new. That's a new addition. That's after. That's that's like you know how people put on like relationship weight. Brian had relationship facial hair. <laughs> I almost choked weight. on my fucking gum thinking about that. <laughs> This poor girl just started dating. This is outside of this story. This is real life, real time now. This poor girl, Jade, she met this guy. <laughs> and he was he was a snack, right? He had these tight <laughs> black shirt and muscles. And like fast forward a year later, and she's just sitting at a dinner with this fat mustached man in a Bahama Hawaiian shirt. Thinking, how did I end up here? Just, uh. just, like, just like the mug shot from every news report ever. Yeah. <laughs> just looking <laughs> just looking like full on Pogo the Clown. Just <laughs> God damn it. Just looking like Ron Jeremy's stand-in sitting in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a good look. Okay, so back, back to me. I was about 110 pounds. I was on drugs. And uh, I was like, uh, you know, why don't you come to this Halloween party? And I got really excited. I was like, I need a costume. But like I said, I spent all my money on drugs. So I said, hey, mom, can I get some money to buy a Halloween costume? I'm 21 years old. And she was like, yeah, sure. So... <laughs> She paid for her 21-year-old son to go get a Halloween costume. And I was like, all right, Brian, you can't Brian this because you're not cool. So like those goofy, like Winnie the Pooh type outfits that you want to wear, like you got to wear something that's cool, that the kids think is cool, not what you think is cool. So I'm looking and I see a, a Scarface costume, a white suit, red <laughs> with the red shirt popping out. And I go, all right. I think kids like Scarface. <laughs> uh, and, and it's on the clearance rack. So, because <laughs> I bought cigarettes and a Red Bull with some of the Halloween money my mom gave me. 
so Matt, we're gonna show get, this to your mom. <laughs> so so we're gonna get we're gonna do Scarface, and as soon as I put it on, I look like Ralphie in a Christmas story when he was wearing the bunny costume, just so sad. And I was like, all right, you know what? You don't know. So I am sitting. We're driving from the suburbs to Philly, and the whole way to Philly, I'm just like. Listen, this is cool. You look good. You look cool. You you look suave. And I get my confidence up. I finally did it. I got my confidence up. And we get out of my friend's van. And across the street, there are these kids sitting on a stoop. And one kid yells, nice suit, faggot. And it just <laughs> ruins my whole night. I just looked down like Charlie Brown walking and spent the whole night awkward in the corner. Didn't even really talk to the girl, and that was my worst my worst Halloween story. Um, oh man! Talk about the time that you got the uh, you got the green man suit, but you weren't home yet, and mom and dad were like, "Matt, try this on. You're about the same size as Brian." Balls, and I just ripped the back of that suit so quick. Were you like fucking Chris Farley and Tommy Boy? <laughs> The green man suit was great, but that was never for Halloween. That was just for parties because it was like it was when that episode first came out on Always Sunny. If you guys watch Always Sunny, but it was the green man. And I thought it was so funny. And I used to try to do it at parties. Um, My favorite Halloween costume I ever remember hearing someone talk about uh, was on Reddit, actually. And they posted a photo. And obviously it's like Reddit, so you can never. I don't know how accurate their story is but if it is true then it's hysterical but there was an all black version of the green man suit um and they said someone just walked into our party wearing this and just started posing behind people mimicking exactly their movements for 20 minutes and then just left and i thought that that was fucking amazing like just showing up at a party as someone's shadow and then leaving that is pretty um, cool Especially the leaving after twenty minutes part. That yeah. is my dream to go to a party. And, and then you just come back. <laughs> I like think your dream is just never costume. going to a party. Like, <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure Matt, I didn't get a chance to listen to his episode of Disneydos, but I'm sure he brought it up. Another great Kelly Halloween costume was when we all got dressed up in Disney. And my whole family dressed up as inside out. But since I don't live in Florida, I'm not part of the family anymore. So I was <laughs> off to find my own costume. So I was a blue Care Bear. And we were like, this is so great. Like, this is fun. And we walked in to Epcot. And apparently Magic Kingdom is where the children dress up. But Epcot is where normal people our age. Just It's just a day. And I'm telling you. We were the only people in this entire park, including the children that were there. Nobody was wearing a costume. We almost got blacklisted from Disney because people didn't want to wait in the inside out line. So they started taking pictures with my family. It was, <laughs> it was absolutely insane. And I loved every minute of it because my dad was so uncomfortable and miserable the entire night. And he was playing anger. So it worked out. He played that role. It was it was perfect. <laughs> Um, All right, so the last thing that I feel like needs to be talked about, though, if we're talking about Kelly Halloweens, and obviously we haven't had one of these in a really long time, but it is a focal point, and he's been brought up once or twice before on the show, but we got to talk about Uncle Craig. Like, that was a focal point of Halloween. (laughs) Uncle Craig was the shit. Yeah. I mean, he seems weird in retrospect now since I haven't seen him in 20 years, but Uncle Craig, just like Scott, this guy was so good with like electronical engineering and just bought a shit ton of mannequins 
and he would take them apart and put like gears in them so that they would move like animatronics and just would do this gigantic like I'm saying it had to have been 40 to 50 animatronic figures in his front lawn for the entire month of October. Like he found like a really good Linda Blair from the exorcist mask. And he had a bed out front with her sitting cross-legged and the head would spin 360 degrees. He had a dude in an electric chair and the light would go on. The whole body would start to convulse. Like it was insane. The shit that he built and his house was like always on the news and in the newspaper. Cause it was like the spot to go at Halloween was you got to go to this dude's house and see all the crazy shit that he did. And then he moved to Florida and just sold everything. <laughs> real bummer of a story (laughs) do do you remember when uh the guy down the street uh had the halloween thing and um and you went and recorded that video and you were so proud of it and then 10 years later (laughs) 10 years later you popped it on to show someone and midway through it cut to me and sean cox dancing to tom jones (laughs) (laughs) yeah you ticked over my video you (laughs) bastard That's where my copy of Uncle Sam lived. <laughs> he had to sit through the video that I shot first to get to Uncle Sam. Okay, but it's like getting an, your own album. Because it wasn't like we danced to one Tom Jones song. We danced to his greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, you were a weird kid. <laughs> I went to a Tom Jones concert when I was 13 years old. That was like your first concert, right? Or was it the second? Uh, I don't know if it was my second. My first was definitely Aerosmith and Kiss with Dad. Which was yeah. badass. He saw boobs. I saw boobs. We feel like I feel I like I've like heard that story this. like yeah. so many yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, then you saw Tom Jones. <laughs> he had mom taking to Tom Jones. And I saw boobs. Those ladies were throwing their long bras across the stage. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey guys, so I, I here's a here's a story that I want to tell you, but it has nothing to do with Halloween and has everything to do with um, a bra getting thrown on stage. Yeah. So one time I, I, the one time I got to see zebra head play live, uh, it was November of 2003. I want to say, and I saw them in Cleveland and they were playing at this shitty fucking club. And there were a ton of people there. And I was like, how do all these people know zebra head? They haven't had like a good record in five years, but, uh, somebody throws a bra on stage and they're like um what did they say it was something like 38a and they were like ah and they threw it back in the crowd and i and i turned to my buddy who i was there with and i was like what does that mean he's like it means the girl's fat <laughs> i was like i had i was like 20 years old had 21 years old had no idea what that meant wow those mean zebra heads yeah. yeah. All right, but I think that's it that we've got. I mean, unless you've got more questions. Hey, I'm good. All right. Cool. Hey, guys, thank you so much for telling me your uh, good and bad Halloween costume stories. As always, um, it's great to learn a little bit more embarrassing history about the Kelly brothers. And, you know, we haven't done one of these in a while, and I think we need to get back to that shit. I'm always down. You know, I love talking about my problems. It's probably my top two things to do. <laughs> talk about Jade and talk about your problems. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I can talk about. Where does talking um, about movies with us on that list? Like number 15, 35. He doesn't like doing it, but he somehow keeps coming back every week. Weird. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, I just I take out my own issues with myself on movies. That's it. That's why I do this show. I'm like, see, that's why I hate the main character because he has everyone, but yet feels so alone and like nobody <laughs> cares about him. <laughs> There's a box of tissues on Brian's desk right by the computer, and Jay's like, uh, "Honey," and he's like, "There for the podcast." And she's like, "That doesn't explain anything." Every time she comes in when I'm recording, it's like that scene in Hot Rod. Get out! <laughs> I thought you were going to say forgetting Sarah Marshall when, you, when when the guy comes in. It's like, are those sad tissues or happy tissues? <laughs> oh, man. What if you're going to do uh, six degrees to Beetlejuice, I want to do six degrees to forgetting Sarah Marshall. I feel 100%. like your link, your link is going to be can't hardly wait a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why am I f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.